Hey everybody and welcome to today's podcast where I'll be joined by another one of our members. Today it's Ashlyn O'Connor and Ashlyn is going to be talking about having bulimia, how she developed it and how she overcame it. We'll also talk about social media, mindset, fitness and nutrition. So have a listen, I hope you enjoy it and please let me know what you think. Thank you. This is the Jerry Conroy Fitness Podcast. Podcast. For more, see jerryconroy.ie. Hello, Ash. Welcome to the podcast. Um, look, we just get straight into it, okay? Tell me, um, the first question I always ask most people is, why did you start your fitness journey? I started a couple of times, so I failed the first few times. Um, Go back to the very after, start then, yeah. Yeah, so back to the very start, uh, when my dad passed away when I was 17, I moved over to Spain, and I was severely bulimic at the time, so I was gaining weight all the time. I was drinking a lot. I was working in a bar. Um, I got to a stage where like, I really wasn't fitting into my clothes and there was a guy I worked with at the time and he happened to be a PT. So he's like, why don't you just try and go to the gym? But anxiety-wise, going into a gym when you've never been in one before, especially in a, in a foreign country, nobody spoke English in the gym either. So very intimidating. So I let him bring me in. I started PT with him and realized that Jesus Fitness really does cure the mind. Yeah. So I did that for about a year, but then I moved home Um, I continued to kind of go to the gym, but didn't really know what I was doing. Hadn't really got a clue. Went to the, the gym in college and the gym in my workplace at the time. I was working for Guinness's in the Guinness storehouse. So there was a, a gym associated with the, with the business. Again, no idea what I was doing. Um, and it was only kind of when I went, I stopped there for a while. Then I moved over to Australia, kind of went with the lads every now and again, Still didn't really know what I was doing. Couldn't afford PT over there. It's very expensive. Mm. Um, but really when I went into it was after I had Reen. So obviously I've been, I'm an eight-year-old boy. So as soon as I had him, I was like, right, that's it now. I want to I be at my best because it's hard enough to have a kid and then your body completely changes. But to not have confidence in your own skin is tough. So that's when I went to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we get to that in a minute then before all that actually like when you forced you, you just said there um you hadn't got obviously like the healthiest relationship with food and stuff like that um, yeah. and I know we kind of talked about food obviously a lot when when we started training but how did you kind of like is there anything you think might have brought on or how did you actually deal with that it's in, in itself yeah to be honest with you and when um, did you realize sorry and, and when did you realize that you had a problem yeah yeah, well, it started in it started in secondary school. I think the stress of my dad being sick and the leave insert, I kind of just started, I started making myself sick. Um, I was so under pressure, so under pressure from everyone else being skinnier and why hadn't I got a boyfriend and why was I not attractive and this, that and the other. Whereas it wasn't that case at all. It was just that I wasn't actually allowing anyone to get to know me. So all the girls kind of had their own thing going on. Um, they were all slimmer. I felt like the big one in the group. So I started to make myself sick and you kind of go into a different mindset. It was very strange. You're not the same person when you're getting sick as you are when you're actually out in the world. So it yeah. did get to a very bad stage where, you know, I'd go for dinner with family and I would have a timer on my watch because I know when you digest food and I wouldn't be able, I'd have to go into the restaurant and make myself sick if it got to a stage where 
I thought that food was going to digest in my stomach or I'd weigh myself before I got sick and I wouldn't let myself stop until I'd lost exactly what I was was before I ate. Like my mindset was completely screwed up and but I, I, to get over it. Like I just kind of one day clicked. I didn't go and talk to anyone about it. It wasn't a case of that. It was like enough is enough was kind yeah. of what it got to at one stage. I was like, this is bollocks. You're not losing any weight by doing this. In fairness, you're gaining weight by doing it. And it was by going to the gym, that's kind of actually what stopped me from doing it. Because I wasn't doing any fitness. I was purely just making myself sick. So going to the gym really kind of stopped that from happening. I was like, oh, I can lose weight without having to make myself sick. Yeah, and we used to say, uh, or we used to think it was a big problem, let's say 10, 20 years ago or whatever. But now we have social media and Instagram, and we all know Instagram can't be too real. There's a lot of people putting up what they say is their best life, you know, and and... You even see um, Instagram and reality, you know, when people yeah. are actually sharing what, what it really looks like without all these filters yeah. and stuff. So there's a lot of pressure on everybody, young kids, especially girls, and they're, they're feeling like they have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously now bad for their mentality. And when it comes to a relationship with food, and there's a lot of people falling into that trap again. And you touched, like, it wasn't Instagram back when when you were having these issues you were talking about school and pressure and how girls looked or you were saying you you felt like did you feel like the biggest one or did someone tell you you were the biggest one no I just felt like it no one ever ever called me fat like and to be fair before I actually became bulimic I wasn't yeah and it was actually only after because I went as two different types of bulimia so you can either starve yourself and puke anything that you eat up or you can binge I was a binger so I could consume 5,000 calories in one sitting and then make myself sick. So I was gaining weight all the time. But with Instagram, it's a case of sure, even before we did this podcast, I was like, oh my God, I have to go on camera without a filter. Like that's how we're conditioned <laughs> now. And it's actually frightening. Like yeah. I would have an unfiltered picture on Instagram last week. I shot myself doing it. Like I was like, what am I doing? Why do I have to put a filter? Now I don't have a filter in real life. So yeah. if someone doesn't like me in real life and they don't like me through a picture, then they don't like me. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's so conditioned now and it's scary for young girls because you can change the whole type. You can change the whole shape of your face. Half the girls I know have six or seven Photoshop apps on their, on their phone that when they upload a picture, they won't actually put the picture on Instagram until they change the size of their hips, the size of their bills, the size of their face, their nose, the shape of everything. And it's like, but that's not you. You're not putting up a picture of you. And do you feel those insecurities come from just the pressure of social media and other people putting up filters? Like, where did it all start? Because there was these problems in, in people's mindsets, especially mm-hmm. young girls, teenage girls, before all Instagram, before filters. And it was, I suppose, just maybe it was magazines at the time or wherever it was. But Yeah, it was magazines back in my day. Back in my yeah, day. back in your day. <laughs> so should yeah, well, <laughs> It was magazines back, back when I was younger, but... Uh, now it is funny, like it is Instagram. I think it's getting a bit better when you see people now it's kind of doing the Instagram versus reality thing, mm-hmm. but like it's huge out there. There's so many people putting up like boom bod, use this to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. When realistically, these people have gone over to Turkey and gotten their BBL or their liposuction and then they're promoting. And they, let's be honest, they have no real nine to five jobs. So they have personal trainers who are working for them twice a day and they're getting up and they have the money to be able to do that. Like, there's no excuse for not training. Like, there's just 24 hours in a day. Yeah, you can get your training in. But if you're not working and you're literally being paid to have that shape, then you're going to have that shape. Yeah, your management are going to have you in that shape. So you're not in the same position as, as, as some teenagers or young adults. 
So there is a massive amount of pressure out there, but I think that people need to start to understand just to love <clears> the person you are, because as soon as you do that, you'll actually get your results quicker. And that's what yeah. I learned. Definitely, yeah. I even had somebody come to me, uh, well, it was over a year ago now because it was just before lockdown, but they were saying to me, I want to, say, lose weight and, and get abs. And I was like, okay, do you have anybody or do you have anything else in, in mind for your goals rather than just, I want to lose weight and get a six-pack? And they, they mm-hmm. mentioned this celebrity and they're like, I want to look like this celebrity. And no. I was like, okay. So you do realise, now this is actually a male. So they were saying, I want to look like him. And I said, well, you do realise, first of all, they look like that in the movies because they have six months, 12 months preparation, wherever it may be for the movie. They're training. It's their job to train. It's And they have their celebrities. They have a lot of money. They have an in-house chef. They have all these things. They have people looking after their kids. They have absolutely everything at yeah. their disposal. And it's a lot easier for them to get in shape compared to, let's say, you when you have a full-time job and you have two kids. And, and I was explaining all this to him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, really? I didn't think, of, and then there's other celebrities that have to get in the certain shape for movies, and not even celebrities. Like people are doing, doing like these steroids and everything else. And I'm like, well, you do realize that this is the reality of it. And people genetics plays a part in it as well, though. <clears throat> genetics is a huge thing, and I think people totally don't like they disregard the whole genetics thing. Like people always say to me, "Oh my God, you've got great legs! Like you must work out loads because of your legs." And I was like, to be honest with you, even when I was fat, I had those legs. Those legs, they're genetics. Like, it's just long, skinny legs for one of my family. Now, I'm built, like, I, obviously, I can build muscle and stuff like that. I can shape them my way, but that's just my legs. Whereas, I struggle with my lower stomach and back. And I can easily turn around and see someone who doesn't go to the gym, barely works out, but has the stomach and back that I want. But again, genetics. I'm not going to have their, but unless I physically inject their genes into myself, unless, I, I, there's only one way. Like I can sculpt myself to the point where I could be happy with what I have or I can continuously look at someone else and envy them. There's no point. You only get one body and just treat it well and fucking start to learn it, learn to love it because you can, of course you can shape yourself, but you're not going to have that person's body. That person's body is their body. And it's their lifestyle as well. Like I said, um, even to that guy, he has a full-time job. He had two kids. There's so many, like even over the years, there'd be girls that would say to me, I want to look like this and I want to look like that. And I'd be like, okay, well, that individual, first of all, has never had kids, okay? So there's mm-hmm. obviously different different aspects to look at there. They've never had kids. They also now, you have three kids. You're doing the school runs. You're, you're also still working part-time. There's so many different variables that you can look yeah, at. Exactly. Whereas this actual celebrity doesn't do anything but is in movies and has to train six months before to look like this and, and everything else. It's almost like training and eating healthy is almost like a full-time job to them. And they feel so hard on themselves and they're like, oh, but I've seen her pictures on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, but then there's the Photoshop and then there's the filters, then there's so much to look at. And I don't think Airbrush that's... And Paola. None of these celebrities have, have stretch marks. None of them have scars, this, that, and the other. Like, we all know they do, but they're airbrushed yeah, Like, exactly. I used to have such a hang-up about, about stretch marks, like, massive hang-up about it, because obviously you have a kid. Now, I don't have, I don't have that many, but, like, and even when I was growing, like, obviously, I had no ass. Then I started squatting. Now I have an ass. So <laughs> there's stretch marks there, and if they don't bother me, so I'm like, I don't know why those ones don't bother me, because I'm like, oh, my God, finally I have a bum, whereas the ones on my stomach did bother me, whereas they're the ones that gave me a kid. So yeah. it's just how you look at things. And I, what I do hate, though, is when people say, and I think it's one of those biggest things, and I think other girls, especially girls who don't have kids, who say to you, oh, but they're your 
they're your war wounds from having a kid. Like you got a kid from that. Like that, that means nothing to me. Like, mm. I've scarred my body. Like regardless of whether I have a kid for me, I don't like them. I don't have to like them. I can accept them, but I don't have to like them. They are mm. a self-conscious thing, especially like it's fine when you're, when you're with your partner that you had the baby with. But again, I'm single now and it is one of those things. It is a hang up and it is something that you're self-conscious about. But the only thing you can do is start to accept what you have. Work on the rest of your body, work on the other parts that are positive. You're never going to love every single part of your body. It's just never going to happen. Everyone has something that you don't like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people look at other people and just kind of either want what yeah. they have or they just, they, they never kind of give themselves enough credit for what they're yeah, exactly. achieving. Like some people, again, over the years you'd hear, oh, well, like my friend lost five pounds this week and I could say, well, you lost four pounds this week. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and they still yeah. hang up on the five pound. Yeah, and it's almost more. like it's almost like a bad thing. And I'm like, even if you only lost a half a pound this week, and that's your yeah. actual goal, you should congratulate. You should celebrate it. Not mm. too much by binge eating the weekend, but you know what I mean. You should oh. <laughs> be proud of yourself because you're at the achieving that. Because if you weren't in yeah. the gym, you weren't exercising, you weren't trying to eat healthy, you would have probably put on a half a pound, not lose a half a pound. Yeah. And everybody just puts so much pressure on themselves to be like somebody else. And when you get yeah comfortable in your own skin in your own mind and you realize that you need to be proud of every little achievement no matter how big or small it is that's when their lifestyle and their, their mm-hmm. life just changes almost you know especially these days with, with what's going on at the moment in the world like i don't think people give themselves enough credit for even just the simple thing of getting out of bed in the morning yeah like I would have struggled very bad with anxiety, but not a lot more than, than most. But Jesus, the past year, mine has, has, has changed completely. There's days where I don't even want to get up. I don't want to get up. I, I literally stick on the laptop and I'll do my work from my bed, which is the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing that gets me to actually feel better is exercise. And I know that's not the same for other people. There could be other things that people could do. They like going for a walk or they might just need to just get up and have a shower and have a cup of coffee. But these small, small little things are things that everyone should be proud of in the situation that we're in. Like, yeah. I'm sick of the sight in my house. I'm sitting here 24-7 working and there's so, like all I'm doing is picking out things I want to change about the house. Do I have the money to do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Will I get the money to do it? Yep. But it's, there's so many little things. Like, And I honestly think the way you were talking about the scales and people losing weight and stuff like that, I actually think the scales is completely toxic. Yeah. I think it's the worst thing that people could do is I, w- I like I, I only use the scales for body fat. So I get my body fat taken every once, every, tw- uh, every, one, every once a week. Um, my weight goes up, my body fat goes down. Yeah. I think that people in uh, BMI wise, I'm considered overweight. Yeah, I'm actually considered overweight, which I think is outrageous. It's imagine crazy. going, imagine me going to a doctor and if they take my BMI, my doctor would actually have to turn around to me and say, like I'm a size eight to ten now. I was originally between. I went from a size sixteen down to size. I've never, ever, ever been a size eight to ten. This is the lowest body weight, a body fat I've ever been. But if I went to a doctor now, he would sit there and say your BMI is in the is in the overweight category. That's not even funny. Like and, and that that's really all based messes, on the scales. That really messes, messes with your head. head. Yeah, yeah. The scales used to massively mess with my head. Like I remember, I used to come to you and. Like I'd be down, I think I, the, the highest I think was like five pounds in one week. Mm. 
but I didn't feel any slimmer. But then the next week I was up two pounds and I kicked myself. I the, when we went, that's why when we went to do training, then my motivation was down for the whole session because I was like, I'm up two pounds now. What's the point? Yeah. Like it mess it does, it messes with your head. Like and, and that's um, where as a trainer, you have to kind of explain. And obviously, I'd, I'd had these chats with you as well. You have to explain to people, especially girls, like yeah. there's gonna be I, I said it many times the hormones, yeah. Like you could be losing weight every single week, and then all of a sudden, one week at a month, you're up yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven pounds, maybe in that week. Like, but my actual, yeah, but, but like my actual diet and was really good this week, Jerry. And I've actually trained yeah. loads this week, and I'm like, okay, but you have to look at it from this side of it. But then the mm-hmm. following week, they're down loads of weight again, and they're like, I lost motivation last week and I actually wasn't trying as hard this week. How am I down? And you're trying to explain it to them, you know, but it's only when you realize, first of all, take it week by week. That's why I'd always do the measurements every single week, you know, because yeah. yeah, And and you have incremental changes. There's still, there's still changes. You need to understand someone's body week by week and what their cycle is as well, especially if you're a woman. So like, that's why I take it every single week. But even like the likes of, I studied it because I was really, I'm really interested in how like weight fluctuates. Like it fascinates yeah. me. So like I could be, I could be 68 kilos yesterday, but I could be, I could be 71 today. Like it's mad how much it can fluctuate. When I have my cheat meal, um, I don't always have cheat meal. I'm actually not a big fan of them, to be honest. I think that you're kind of building yourself up for the whole weekend just to get to that meal. But some, it works for some people. It doesn't yeah. work for me anymore. But I have cheat meal and like that morning I could be 69 kilos that cheat meal could be full of salt. I'm after having water retention. I'm after having some alcohol. So the next morning I'm either down because of the alcohol or I'm up because of that cheat meal and the extra water that I'm retaining. Like if I'm, if it was my time in the month, I'm up two or three kilos. Like, mm. end of story. Like it's just, it's just natural. It's there. It's not, nothing happens, I can change. When that happens to girls, a lot of them, at the, if they don't have a trainer to sit and explain that to them, a lot of them would get very disheartened and they'd be like, nope, that's it. Yeah. It didn't work, the gym, I'm gone. And then what'll happen is they go back home, they start sitting on the couch, they're not exercising, and then all of a sudden you look at it six months later and they're back up now 10, yeah. 10 kilos, wherever they've lost initially, you know? Either that or they go to the extreme of, okay, I'm going to do a week of detoxing and I'm going to eat literally the minimum amount of food and it's like that's not helping you you're also going to retain water by doing that because you're starving your body um calorie deficit is a huge thing and it's the most important thing that anyone needs to understand is mm-hmm. if you really really want to try and kind of lower your body fat and lower your weight diet like di- putting a diary food diary together is a huge benefit like watch exactly where you're but don't cheat yourself either and be like oh i had that kick up but i'm not going to write that down because my trainer doesn't want to see that your trainer does want to see that your mm-hmm. trainer has to see that if he can't see that and you're paying money for him to give you advice and you're not putting down that kick then you're cheating yourself you're not cheating anyone else it's the same way when you go into a, like a class like a group class and you see people and they're they're skipping like seven or eight reps yeah i don't think they realize they're not cheating the trainer they're cheating themselves <laughs> yeah. like those seven or eight reps might absolutely destroy you but that pushing past your comfort zone is what's going to get your results not the other way around so the trainer doesn't give a shite if you skip reps because at the end of the day you're only cheating yourself if they don't see you they don't see you but and when you have someone who brings you their food plan and shows you that they're (laughs) they're eating let's say a kicker and yeah at least you know they're being honest so you know they'll always be honest with you then whereas if there's somebody and they're telling you they've had nothing but 
veg and, and protein for the whole week and they're up four pounds, but yeah, you haven't seen them in the gym. They're or lying. You know that they're lying, you know? And they're again, lying. Like, what's the point? You're lying. They're lying to themselves, though. They're not lying to you. They're lying to themselves. Because yeah, exactly. they're, I get it. They're embarrassed. They don't want to say, oh, do you know what? I fucking absolutely mailed a four and one there at the weekend. It was sexual. They don't want to say that because <laughs> they don't want to be embarrassed but is, about it. But that's but the I thing. Kind of, I write things down and my trainer goes to me, he literally turned around to me and goes, you're a fossil. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, so don't do that this week. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> like, that's the thing. The one or the other. Honest, the more honest you are. And then the trainer can sit with you and can explain to you, here's why you should do this. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. And here's the benefits, the pros and cons of doing everything. And it helps you and, and you learn more. And the more you learn and understand, the easier it will be for you to follow it as well. Your trainer learns as well and is learning your body and your day to day. Like you invest, when you invest in yourself. So like, one thing is that someone said, my sister said to me like a couple of weeks ago, she's like, how are you not saving money during this pandemic? How are you not saving money? You're not going now. Because like, let's be honest, <laughs> I used to go out a lot <laughs> <laughs> on the bar, a few shots of tequila. Like she's like, how are you not saving money? I was like, because I'm investing in myself. I'm actually investing in, in my body and my health. So I'm investing in fitness. Yeah. Like I spend a lot of money on like between food and um, knowledge. Like, so I'm actually like signed up for a course just to kind of learn about nutrition and stuff like that Lovely. like i've invested in myself but if you're going to invest in yourself and you're going to invest in a trainer then you have to be fully like everything has to be on the table you can't hide stuff because hide stuff you're wasting your money you're literally yeah. wasting your money if you're going to tell your trainer oh i trained four times this week and i had chicken and broccoli for dinner chicken and broccoli for lunch i had eggs for breakfast like what are you lying for and yeah. i think another thing is that people fail a lot is because they put themselves on a massively strict diet um, to the point that's where I used to fail so I used to wake up on a Monday and be like yeah here we go another week I'm going to do a proper diet this week and all plain foods I've learned to love food I've learned to love cooking I research recipes that I can do like I'm trying to do a new recipe every week I've fallen back in love with fish and like just little things like that like knowing that stop being lazy chop up a shitload of vegetables on a sunday have them in the fridge so that if you want it in the afternoon and you want it like you're starving rather than order a takeaway or deliver because let's be honest that's the biggest problem at the moment is everything's so accessible like yeah. mcdonald's delivers for fuck's sake McDonald's <laughs> delivers. like that was the worst thing that's happened in my house because reen reen wants a half meal or it and i thought i'm like I just get something off the Eurosaver menu. No, Ashley, <laughs> you won't get something off the Eurosaver menu. But everything's so accessible. Every restaurant is accessible. Every takeaway is accessible. You've delivery, you've Uber Eats, you've just eaten. It's a click of a button. Your card is saved to the app. You don't even have to input details. It's literally the click of a button. And mm. I think that laziness is instilled in everyone now because nobody can be forced to go anywhere because you can't go out for dinner or you can't physically go to the gym. So everyone's kind of fed up now but like having like prep prep is key if you sit there on a Sunday and you say right you know what I'm going to do today I'm going to meal prep for the week I'm going to have lunches for the for the week on top of that have a load and I think this has helped me in the past couple of weeks is just have a load of fresh chopped up veg in the fridge mm. because then right throw a few pounds into a wok throw the vegetables in a bit of rice and you're done in 10 minutes yeah. Whereas one of the biggest things is having to get out the veg, having to chop the veg, having to chop, it's just like all the effort. You just spend like one hour on a Sunday, let's say, and you yeah. do all of that. 
you know, and then if people yeah. say, oh, but I can't, I have kids. Okay, I understand you don't have time to prep every single day. So try and do Bonus. it on a Sunday, as you Bonus. said. Bonus. But if, but what I'm saying is, if you don't have an hour every single day to do it, so you're right, do it on the Sunday, spend an hour, chop once. it up and get it all ready for I do it once a week. Yeah. There's no excuses. I just, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I am one of the biggest people that used to make excuses all the time. I don't have time. I have this. I have rain. I, I work nine to five. Yeah, grand, you do. But there is no such a thing as no time, especially now. People aren't commuting to work anymore. I've, I've gained back two hours of my day. So why would not you not invest those two hours that you have in your day from your commute and put them into something positive? There's right. ways and means of doing things. Like I think we all have days where you turn everything into a negative, but if you can just, even if you, even if you only achieve three days out of seven in your first week that you ain't healthy, you yeah. got three days. So maybe Sweet. next week aim for four, maybe the week after aim for five, like, but it's small gains. Like I think people are too put too much pressure on themselves to be instantly perfect. There's no such thing. Like I, I I've had days where, like, and I train a lot and I do eat really really healthy. I'm actually, and it's not by it's not even to lose weight or anything like that. It's just because my body feels better when I eat healthy. I feel crap when I eat crap, and I'm one of the lucky ones in the sense of I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I don't really like sweets. Thank the good shite um i really don't like i like if someone offered me a bar like no now come at me with a bag of doritos i'll bite your arm off yeah yeah but come at me with it like when easter eggs around like that i'm like no <laughs> i think people get themselves they put themselves under too much pressure they put this whole monday this monday club thing of right i'm gonna absolutely destroy myself for the weekend but on monday i'm gonna start again no because what's gonna happen is you're gonna start on monday you're gonna get to friday and the whole thing recycles yeah. itself. And that's yeah. where the, the short-term goals, medium-term and long-term goals, everybody has to have that. But just hearing you talking about your food and your whole mindset on food, it's it's really yeah. great to hear because it was totally the opposite years back when I first met you and started training you. And I'm like, you've you've I was, had I was such a long way over the years, and especially from having that really bad relationship with food. Yeah. You know? I was terrified of food. Especially when I first started training, because I was like, anything I ate, I was like, does this mean I'm going to be up on the scales this week? And I was eating very, very plain food and I wasn't enjoying my food. Like, because to be honest, my brother went through a fitness journey just before I did back then. And he actually turned around to you when I we were down in, a, in one of the bars, was it Gilbert and Wright's down in Cholesterol? I'll never forget him saying this. We're out in the smoking area and he goes, uh, he goes do you know what? Here's what you do. Just don't enjoy your food. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And he was like, don't enjoy your food. Food is just for survival. Food is not to enjoy. And it's the worst advice anyone could ever give me. The man has no qualifications fitness. Can we just put that out there? No qualifications in nutrition whatsoever. But he managed to, to be fair, he went into beast mode and he managed to lose a shitload of weight. But he was able to put himself into that mindset. But he was like, don't enjoy your food. You don't need to enjoy your food. And I was like, all right, grand. No, yeah. you do need to enjoy your food. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's not sustainable. It it's helps, not going to be It consistent. helps when you enjoy the food. It's the same as anything. When, and I some people do. Yeah, some people do eat certain and foods. I love cooking. Yeah, but a lot of, if you don't, like some people literally do eat certain foods just for the sake of it, just because they heard, oh, I was told this is high in protein, I need to eat it. I was told these are yeah. good fats, I need to eat it. But again, unless you actually enjoy it, well, then you won't prep it. You won't spend the time cooking it. You will yeah. go for the, the takeaways or whatever, you know? 
No, but that's really the good. likes of protein yeah. shakes. I think people are very uneducated about the benefits of protein shakes and and the non benefits of protein shakes. So I think yeah. people, some people just take protein shakes because they feel like if I take protein shake, that means I'm healthy and that means I'm fit and I'll drink that protein shake. You don't need to drink protein shakes. You're better off eating a chicken fillet than you are drinking a protein shake. Now mm. I have plenty of protein there. I use, but I would mainly use protein to make protein pancakes, or if I want to make brownies, or like if I'm having one of those days where do you know what I'm really not feeling food today. I'm not really hungry. I'll get the protein shake just so I can get that nutrition into me. But do I use that as as a means of, of replacing the meal? No, it doesn't yeah, work like not, that. You they're not mere replacements, and it's not a meal. Like you know, it's it's a supplement. So it will supplement you if you're not getting enough protein into your diet. A lot of yeah. like, say vegetarians, it can protein. be very beneficial. But yeah. I think a lot of people Don't you understand. use it. Yeah, they use it as a diet replacement. So it's a case of they may as well be drinking a fucking slim fast shake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a case of, oh, I won't have lunch, but I'll have a protein shake. Not sufficient. So I think like, people are afraid to eat more to lose, to lose more because sometimes that actually works. Like that. Yeah. You increase your calories ever so slightly and then bring them down. You put your body into shock and your body will lose weight. If you decrease your calories far too much, there's no room for, for growth there. There's no room for, for change. So your body will completely be sustainable on those calories and it will stay that weight. It's just but wait again, mindset, scales, people are so hung up on, on the number and the scales. Mm. Like I went down to, I think it was 64 kilograms. I had no muscle. Yeah, I was skinny. I was great. I looked great in clothes, <laughs> but didn't feel good outside of clothes because I had no muscle. I had no bum. I had no tone. I had like literally no definition on my body. I'd be six kilos heavier now and I look better now than I did when I was at 64 kilos. And for somebody then who was, who was maybe in that place you were all them years ago, really bad relationship with food, or yeah. if they're going through it, like what, what would you say to them? Like obviously you've been there and done it and you've came through it and now your mindset is totally different when it comes to food. Your relationship is totally different with food. What would you say to somebody if they're in that position right now? Stop being scared of food and stop comparing yourself to everyone else because... You can only, and it is, it's a long journey. Like it, it's not just, yeah, I woke up one day and decided, you know what? I'm not going to make myself sick anymore. I still to this day, I mean, we're talking, that was 15 something years ago. I still to this day would get that urge. If I have really, really bad food, I do get that urge. God, if I just made myself sick now, that would be gone. You have to push past it. It's very, very hard to do. It's a long journey. You will have times where you will, you will mess up and you will do it again which I did for the first kind of couple of years, but you need to understand what foods your body appreciates and what foods your body doesn't. So it's, it's trial and error. Mm. Like I know for a fact that carbs are not really great for me. Like not because they're, the carbs are not bad. There's no such thing as bad carbs. I hate when people say, oh, I can't go, can't eat carbs. They're gonna, I'm gonna gain weight. You won't gain weight by eating carbs. Your body needs carbs. You have to find the right carbs. It's like, Bread doesn't agree with me. Um, potatoes don't really agree with me. Rice does. I'm great with rice. Wholemeal pasta works for me. White pasta does not work for me. So it's, it's finding out what foods that your body appreciates, what foods your body doesn't, what foods make your body feel good and what foods make them feel bad. So if I eat, so even the likes of like, I used to eat porridge every morning. Can't 
anti-parties morning. It literally yeah. bloats me so bad. And I actually get pain in my stomach. So I might have a slight intolerance to it. Could be that. But if you're in a situation where you don't feel like there's any, and you are making yourself sick or you're starving yourself, first of all, I would advise to go and speak to someone. I didn't go and speak to someone. I kind of came to that realization myself. But again, I was in a foreign country. I hadn't got family around me. I hadn't got my normal friends around me. So I didn't really have that option. But you yeah. do need to go and speak to someone because there could be an underlying situation there. And I think my underlying situation was the fact that I was going through a grieving process. My dad had just passed away and I continued that on. So I didn't deal with the grief. I used the bulimia as an escape from the grief. So yeah. there obviously sometimes there always is kind of some form of underlying condition there. So it is important to go and speak to someone. It's it's all free online. There's There's so many like things you can call and I know nobody feels comfortable talking to a stranger about issues that they're having but sometimes talking to a stranger is a lot easier than talking to someone you know because you, you might not want to tell someone that you're going through what you're going through yeah like nobody yeah. knew I was bleeding nobody there wasn't the I think think probably one or two friends would have heard me but never said anything and I also think as a friend if you see your friend kind of going through something and you do feel like they might be doing something like that they might be starving themselves or they might be making themselves sick approach them and I think people are too afraid these days to approach friends when they're going through something but mental health is so 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 bad at the moment for everyone like you might see someone on Instagram and think they're living life they're they're rosy they're grand like realistically they're not you see a lot of people now kind of even obviously celebrities you're, you're seeing it now people are being let's say mean on social media and now it's only starting to come out what type of effects it yeah. has on people, you know, and you don't know what people are going through, you know, and you just don't know people's situation. So that's why you always say, be kind to everybody, you know, um, there's no need for anyone to be, and you have to be negative in yourself. If you're going, if you have the time and energy to actually physically go and abuse someone online, like there's, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I think we were all yeah. brought up with that mentality. Like our man's, bed it into us yeah yeah but i just think like sure I, there was a about a month and a half ago i uh i woke up to to masters it was actually it was actually valentine's day which was fab because i was sitting my own valentine's day and it was around midnight and some girl actually created an instagram page she had zero followers zero posts just to inbox me verbal abuse now i'm talking like really really bad verbal abuse and <clears throat> um, and it, it just it just dawned on me I was like thank god I'm a strong person and I can take that kind of that kind of negativity but had I not been a strong person and had I been someone else that could have really really destroyed me the girl who who made up the profile to message me my response was just I hope you find the help you need I didn't I didn't engage with her I didn't abuse her back because the as far as I'm concerned I'm actually I feel sorry for whoever this person is that they feel so bad in themselves that they need to negatively impact on someone else. They obviously have issues. They obviously have something going on in themselves and they're upset and they've just vented. It's not against me. It's a, they're actually worrying themselves, if that makes sense. So yeah, I didn't so engage. Like, There's no point. Yeah, of course. And you're only wasting your own energy. Like when it comes to then, obviously you, you've done really well getting over the whole re bad relationship with food, okay? Like, that's really good. It's great to see how far you've come when it comes to how your, your mindset on food over the last few years in particular. But when it comes to going to the gym, you, I know you work full time, you have a child. Like, how do you, a lot of people will say, 
I don't have time to go to the gym. Obviously, when gyms are open, but even now, I don't have time. I'm st- it's locked down, but I'm still working. I still have kids. Kids are now back in school. I don't have the time. How do you find the time then? There's 24 hours in a day. I'm sorry, but there, it's an excuse. There yeah. is 24 hours in a day. Even if you just take the kids and go for an hour walk, that in itself is a workout. I think that people underestimate the, like how much walking can do. Um, or even just going out and kicking a ball around with kids. Like yeah. that's a workout in itself. You you have 24 hours in a day. When your kids go to bed, take half an hour and do a hit workout for half an hour. You get up in the morning before you have to drop them to school and do a quick workout. There's there is so much time while they're in school. There's no way you don't get a break from work. You get a break from work, so take a break and do a workout. It'll make you feel 10 times better. Like mm. I used to go to a routine of getting up at five o'clock in the morning you know this used to go over to Alti Peak and I do my Alti Peak session then I go into Jer's gym and I do my weight session and I'd be home and all before I had to go to work or before I struck brain if you really really want to invest in yourself and you really want to get your results then you need to dedicate yourself to it just about prioritizing really isn't it like if you really want something it's like the same in anything Anything in life you want it, you just have to prioritize and put the time into it. Start small, like start small. I think that people put themselves under far too much pressure of, right, I'm going to work out five days this week. Take it one day at a time. If you wake up on a Monday and you're like, you know what, today I can't do a hit workout. I don't have the energy. Go out for a walk. Mm. Set a goal every day. So maybe choose Monday is going to be the day that I'm going to go for my walk. Tuesday is the day I'm going to do a hit workout. Wednesday, I'm going to take a rest day. Thursday I might do a bit of weights just prioritize your week if you spend time on a Sunday between your meal prep and kind of prioritizing your week and saying exactly what your goal is for each day the the feeling that you'll get from just being able to tick that off on the Monday did I do my error walk today yeah that's the, the thing satisfaction about it. you get from this small thing is unreal like if someone has Check never it. exercised before in their life, you'd understand yeah. that they don't know the feeling you get after exercising. But when yeah. people have exercised for years and now all of a sudden they're just not exercising and they're using every excuse under the sun, we'll always have excuses. But if yeah. you still aren't able to say to yourself, well, remember that feeling we had? It's only 30 minutes. Just press start on the stop clock. Do a quick 30 minute bodyweight exercise because people are using the excuse. Oh. Like I get it in males. Hey, Jay, really unmotivated. Like they're, they're trying to get me to motivate them, but you can't motivate someone who doesn't want to be motivated either. And they're using every excuse. Oh, well, um, I'm up to my eyes. I have three kids. I have this. I have whatever. I have to work full time. I don't really, I kind of do 12 hour shifts in work. I don't have gym equipment. You don't need gym equipment. You don't need gym equipment. Body you weight 20 is minutes. just as good. As like you said there. And then even 24 hours. Sometimes it's even a 20 minute, like even a 20 minute workout or do a little challenge where it's like 100 squats. 100 jump jacks 100 this like small things it takes you 20 minutes the feeling you'll get afterwards is unreal build it up do a 10 minute one day do a 15 minute the next day do a 20 minute the next day build it up don't put yourself under so much pressure that you feel like you have to do an hour of exercise a day you don't you don't if there's days where there's days where you're not motivated okay what how do you become motivated what do you say to yourself to get up off that sofa, stop watching Netflix, whatever yeah. it is. How do you say to yourself, okay, I'm really unmotivated here, but now I've got to go. I've got to do this. How do you do, How do you talk yourself into it? You think it's the same even when the gyms were open. Getting there is the hardest. Mm. When you're there, it's grand. You get it done. It's getting there. Um, I Sure, I woke up 
yesterday hung over to pieces really wasn't having any of it no not a bit I was like no it's gonna stay here all day I'm gonna eat McDonald's didn't I just didn't I was like how much worse are you gonna feel if you go and order a horrible takeaway and sit here and feel sorry for yourself get your arse off that couch um I just went for a walk I did a 30 minute walk came back and I just did literally 20 minutes of hit and hangover was gone headache was gone and my (laughs) whole persona changed because like it just and to be honest with you one of the biggest things and I know this sounds really like small and kind of menial but getting up in the morning even though you're stuck at home getting up one of the biggest things I've learned is getting up having a shower getting dressed and just being because if you sit around all day or lie in bed or stay in your pajamas you're not you you're still in that zone and puts in a very negative negative uh, kind of environment get up make make a routine for yourself routine is one of the biggest things that we've all lost is that i have to be ready at this time to do this i love when i have the school run i love that when reen's here that i have the school runs because it forces me to put myself into that routine i have to get up i have to get them ready for school i have to get dressed i'm not one of those moms that goes to school with the pajamas on First of all, I don't own pajamas, but uh, like I just wouldn't sleep. <laughs> not me saying that school pajamas on. But like those small little things, set yourself a little goal every day to get up, have a shower, get dressed. And even if it means you have to sit on your couch until you do exercise, but you, you're you up and you're dressed for one. Yeah. People put themselves into a little hole and you get stuck in that little black hole if you're not, if you're sitting around all day in your pajamas. It's not That's healthy it. for you and it's not healthy for anyone else around you either. Because kids just... can know that as well. Yeah, it's the routine. Once you get up, get washed, get ready. And like you said, it's a bit easier now that the kids are back in school because you have to get dressed, you have to go and do the school run, then you come back, then it's up to you to be like, okay, I've loads to do, I've to tidy the house, I have to get this done. 30 minutes, and then bang, done, it's done for the whole day. Yeah, it's, and done. Not only it's is, done, it's done. You feel so much better, you'll be more productive in the whole day. Yeah. But the hardest bit is, like when people haven't, most people obviously have done some form of exercise, but if you haven't done exercise before, do it once, spend that 30 minutes, you'll feel so much better. Yeah. And it's almost like an addiction when you know the feeling that you have after working out. Yeah. Oh, it's completely addictive. Like if I go, I don't even like rest days. Like I get real itchy on rest days. I can't do them. Like <laughs> I feel like sitting there going, mm, I just yeah. want to, <laughs> and you have to take them. I know you have to take them, but like I struggle on rest days. Like I don't know what to do myself, but like, so and, but the, don't get me wrong, it took me a long, 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 long time to get to that stage as well. Though. Of course, yeah. Like, it's very, it's very easy for me to sit here and say, I don't like rest days, but like, like I have been, oh God, when was we, we start eight years ago, we started mm, training. Mm. And back then I would have easily taken a rest day. Now fitness has just become part of my life. Like yeah, I can't yeah. function without it. Like look at when I had uh, the ectopic, what was it? Four years going in for four years. Yeah, it's four years. Like that was huge surgery. Like I nearly died and I was sitting in hospital gone. I can't wait to go back to the gym. Mm. That's not normal. That's not normal. Madness, no, yeah. you should be sitting in hospital. One. And even last year when I had the pneumonia, so it was actually this time last year that I got out of hospital and I was more devastated at the fact that the gyms were closed than I was about the fact that the bars and my office and everything was closed. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I can't go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. And I remember panic and I remember contacting you, but like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to work out? And you're like, right, we're renting out equipment and stuff like that. So like, 
the gym is just part and parcel of me. It's like a limb. Like if it's not there, like I don't know what I do. And that's why I'm more annoyed at the government for closing the gyms because yeah, you'll keep off licenses open and takeaways open, but you won't open a gym where I felt safer in the gym than I did in Tesco. Yeah. Like oh, you're walking stop. around Tesco and people are breathing down each other's necks, but you walk into the gym, you're nowhere <laughs> and you're spraying stuff down every five seconds for well, me we could we could talk about that one all day i'll tell you that. Know, yeah. madness <laughs> madness but like but that's so basically it's like it's what motivates you is the you know the feeling you're gonna have whether you're hung over or not you know the feeling you're gonna have sure even cured your hung, hangover there you go <laughs> there mental you go. health mental health is the big one i have, it's, it's I have to say I, I wouldn't i wouldn't drink much now uh well not that <laughs> i wouldn't sure look sure even now Especially now, sure. I've, I've oh, yeah, because it's three kids now. Yeah, newborn baby, knife feeds a lot. I don't have time to drink, but even even Finally, thing, boy. when <laughs> when I did, uh, if I ever had a drink and I had a hangover the next day, there's no way I could exercise. And I know the feeling I'll have after, but I just cannot yeah. exercise. You know, I but have to. I would always make sure if it's if I'm having a drink, let's say on a Saturday night, let's say me and Sheila went out or whatever, I'd know. Okay, the next day is just my rest day. I might go for a walk or something. That's about it, and I'd enjoy that rest day. But fair play to you after a hangover, I'd never be able to do it. Yeah, it's more, especially when I was kind of in the gym, if I was booked, I booked myself in for something. So that way I can, so I mean, I'm, uh, I'm actually getting into kickboxing in the past year. Um, absolutely love it. Like it's, it's probably my favorite thing, but if I'm booked in, you have to, then I, I have to go. You're being held accountable in another way. It's there. Yeah. You have to go. Otherwise you lose your credit. You lose your, you lose your, your money. So that's what I used to do to myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to vomit the whole time. <laughs> but like afterwards you feel great. But yeah, it was, it's not, it's not easy to exercise, especially when you've got a hangover, but the best thing you can actually do, especially when you're hungover, because at the end of the day, alcohol is a depressant. Mm. And I think a lot of people have turned to alcohol a lot in the past year with the pandemic it's not even that they turn to alcohol it's there's nothing else to do mm. so especially last summer we had such good weather sure we were i was sitting here at like five o'clock in the day and i'd reward myself with a gin because i managed to get through another work day and i'd be like sitting there on a tuesday before the pandemic there's no way in hell i would have even attempted to open <laughs> a gin on a tuesday course, but i'd be sitting yeah. here and i'd be having a drink and having a barbecue and sitting at the back but I'd still make sure that I exercise the next day because otherwise you're on that come down from the alcohol and that's going to, that's, that's going to tie into another day. So you're going to have the hangover that day and the next day you're going to be like, you know what, I'm not really feeling motivated. I've had a takeaway yesterday. My body feels like crap. There you go. You've lost another day of exercise. Yeah. So get it out of the way. It's a half an hour in your day. It doesn't even have to be half an hour. It could be 20 minutes. Get it out of the way and it's done. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I don't drink much. Maybe it's not because of the kids. Maybe it's because I just can't exercise. Because you're day. old and you can't handle it. <laughs> um, come here, tell me, when you go to the gym, though, what is your go-to? Is Would it be classes or gym? Do you have a preference or is it just gym both? Is my what preference, is yeah. Gym? gym is my preference. But I think that's because of I've been doing PT for eight years uh, between yourself. I've been with Darren. I've been with, Jesus, I'm a PT whore. Uh, I've been with Glenn. I've been with Pajo. I've got a mid trainer now. I've got a kickboxing trainer. I just, when I yeah. go into the gym, it's my, it's my me time. It's and my you're more way. knowledgeable on what to do as well. Yeah, I know what to do. I know what I can do. I, I wouldn't necessarily need a trainer. I do need that. I need someone to shout at me sometimes, but yeah. I know I know my technique is good. I know that I'm not going to injure myself and I know the programs are like put together because I've 
obviously had programs with all of the trainers that I've been with. So I would suggest that if people, if you're new to the gym, definitely start the classes, get involved. The classes were what started me when I started yeah. Holder. Loved them. Jesus, we used to have a little crew going. We had our 6 a.m. crew with me and mm-hmm. Anya and Emma. And we'd come in and Michaela would be there and we'd get in the morning, everyone would be on a buzz. And it's less intimidating then when you kind of get into a group environment because it can be very intimidating to go by yourself, especially as a girl. I still find to this day when I walk over to like the squat rack or I walk over to like the dumbbell section, you get guys looking going, no way she's going to be able to lift that. Yeah, and Watch that, that kind of, that's, that's not a two questions I wanted to ask you. When you first joined the gym, were you intimidated? And now do you feel intimidated? But the other thing was when you use the gym, whether it's classes or the actual weights area yourself, do you have a gym buddy? Are you able to go on your own or do you need someone to go with you? Oh, I go on my own. Um, I stick in the earphones and I get into the zone. I do my own thing. Um, it, it's not. Don't get me wrong. It was great having a gym buddy. Like me, I mean, Lisa and Emmy used to go together, kind of on a Saturday, and we used to like meet up and we do each other's programs. So it's great to have that little bit of a mix. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, I do. I do still kind of get a little bit intimidated if I go to a new gym. I'm not intimidating your gym anymore. Pretty much know everyone that's there, and if I even if I don't. I just kind of stick my earphones in and do my own thing. But the start, yeah, it was huge. It was a big thing. Like I, I, again, that's that little bit of anxiety that you kind of go in and you feel like people are looking at you. But I think that people need to understand one sentence that I've been told, which is nobody gives a fuck about you. <laughs> like not in a like bad way. Yeah, no, I saying people are in. Everyone's doing their own thing. They honestly don't give a fuck. No one's looking at you. And tell me then, what is, what is your, like you've, you've been through all of that then, right? And going forward then, what is your actual goals going forward now? I can't change the time. So I keep I keep moving the goalposts. So I started off last May, uh, I think it was 24.7% body fat. I'm now down to 14.2. So my original goal was 16. I'm now 14.2. My next goal is I want to be 13 by the end of May. Like, I don't think you can actually have that. Just you have to have a goal month by month. I don't think turn around and going right. We're in, we're in March now. Don't give yourself a goal that's the end of the year or like the summer, this, that, and the other. Do it kind of month by month. Set yourself a goal for the month because I think you're really kind of, you're, you can't really gauge where you're going to be. If you say, okay, it's March, I'm say 14 stone, I want to be 12 stone in the summer. Not realistic. Give yourself a month to say, okay, this month I'm going to lose four pounds. See how you get on. If you've passed your goal, move your goalposts. Don't give yourself three months and four months down the line. Go month by month because it's just, it's, it's very hard to engage how, how your body's going to react to exercise. How is your body going to react to food? You might decide this month that you need to eat. You set your diet plan. Maybe that diet plan doesn't work for you this month and you have to change your whole diet plan the next, the next month. Like mm. I had to cut out red meat for I put out meat for two weeks to see how my body would react and was like trying going to maybe fish and chicken and it had a huge impact on my body but then I love my red meat I love my steak I love my mince so you have to balance it like sometimes my cheat meal is actually like spaghetti bolognese yeah. but like homemade spaghetti bolognese but like I mean it's it's full of wine and all that kind of carry on like I make it's, it <laughs> it's, it's good though that you have that type of mindset again like I have to say I'm, I'm I'm delighted to hear you kind of talking about food and training in, in that way because it's totally different to years ago and even not even years ago, even like last year, the year before, wherever, like, and you have that mindset of 
trial and error. Your, yeah, but your goal, your goal will always change because and that's the thing people do. And yeah. that's a good point because people say, okay, I'm, I'm on this. My goal now is to lose two stone or whatever it is, right? And then they lose the two stone. And then they're like, okay, I've lost that now. Um, and now I'm going, I've lost it for me holiday. Now I'm going holiday. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And one, they're not happy. And then when they come back off holiday, they're like, oh, yeah, they're out of routine. Oh, but I already yeah. hit the goal. Now I don't need to go back to it. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, and then it goes slow and slowly it goes back up again. Yeah, but I it's think good. I have this whole set of, I want to be this. It's like, no, don't do that. Like, who's to say, okay, I want to lose two stone, but who's to say you're going to be happy if you lose two stone? What's two stone? How do you know how two stone is going to look on you? And like, then other people say, when they don't understand it, they're like, I want to lose two stone and I want to be a size 10. And then you Doesn't could say, that way. Okay, well, what if you lose a half a stone and you're a size 10? Would you be happy? Um, yeah. You know, and it's only when you, you come don't in. know how to answer it. It's yeah. all numbers. The same so, way when I first started, started training with you, it was a case of I lost like four or five stone in total kind of over the years. But I was still a size 10 to 12, mm. whereas I, I'm up now in weight but down in body fat and leaner and now I'm a size 8 to 10 it's it's so strange how your body works I think people need to research more and kind of understand their body a bit more like weight means nothing mm. weight is absolutely nothing and one of the people that I actually follow like would have been a friend of mine when I worked in um in life and it was Siobhan O'Hagan so you might know her oh fitness yeah I know yeah she can fluctuate between 69 and 75 kg, but she can still look a lot leaner at 75 kg than she did at 69. And I think she yes. speaks about that a lot. So yeah. you need to follow people that motivate you as well. I think that people are too fixated on following people who look good in a bikini. And, oh, this girl poses in a bikini every single day. But their content is crap. Like yeah. the likes of uh, Kiki Fitness or Sinead Hegarty or O Fitness, like follow people who are actually going to talk about the issues, who talk about the mental health side of things, who talk about the day-to-day, like, who actually are honest. Deer and Cartel, James Smith, those ones, like, every day I kind of look at those and I'm kind of going, right, I listen to them and I get motivated. I don't look at the likes of, like, fitness models who just post a picture of their ass and their tits every day and go, oh, I want to look like that. They don't talk about things, they just post pictures. And they're holding a supplement beside them when they've been paid to do that. And it's crazy it's a good uh it's a good kind of point to finish on as well you have like your social media people say any negativity in your life you just just get it get rid of it and have positivity in your life okay but that's the same for social media because social media is our lives now as well follow people that are going to inspire you and motivate you and if you see someone on your social media on your feed all the time and they're always putting up negative stuff or whatever just delete them stop following them and all of a sudden you stop having, you stop wasting your energy on these type of things as well. People, again, numbers. People are so fixated on how many followers they have on Instagram. Yeah, so yeah, I said yeah. earlier on when the, that girl made up that fake profile to message me, I decided to go through every single one of my followers and delete anyone who could possibly be just stalking my page to find out what I'm doing. So I went from 1,300 followers down to 700. Do I give a fuck? Okay, yeah. No. I don't care who follows me on Instagram as long as they're genuine Trust. people who I am friends with. So yeah. I had all these random pages and I was like, God, people are like, people are nosy. People are, are always going to be nosy. And especially if people see you doing well, they're going to be negative. They're going to be, they're going to bully you. They're going to, but that's, that's not about you. It's about them. So yeah, I don't yeah. people focus too much and they're so insulted when people 
like slag them or, or bully them or abuse them. But at the end of the day, that's not about you. It's about their persona. Look how unhappy they must be in themselves in order to go that way. Yeah, and the same comes way, down to... you're looking at someone and saying, oh my God, she has the perfect figure and she has the perfect life. And don't ever, ever think that everyone's life is perfect because it's not. No one's life is perfect. And you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. They could be in a miserable relationship. They could be have a really bad relationship with food. They might be so skinny because they don't eat. They might be so yeah. skinny because they have an eating disorder or they overtrain. Overtraining is another thing that people do a lot. And it's something I used to do. I was training nine or 10 times a week. And then I was wondering why I wasn't getting results. Well, I'm not getting results because I'm not giving my body a chance to rest. And actually training accept. too much. That's why. What you yeah, mean I was training, training too I was much. Training twice a day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, too much exercise. Look at that. Yeah. Madness. gone from doing no exercise to too much exercise and then now found like a healthy balance so mm-hmm. it's it's important to find that but it takes a long time though it's not well, it seems happens. it seems like you found it though in fairness to you so credit to you i'm delighted for you ash yeah getting there so from going from having a very bad relationship with food not understanding and and why would you when you're not say a qualified trainer and stuff yeah. like that nutritionist why would you but you've actually self-taught yourself and now you're doing courses as well which is great to hear but it's it's mm. just a total transformation of your whole mindset over the last yeah, few years yeah. and that's that's really good to see and now even your mindset and your your own life okay i need to delete these followers i need to do this i need to do that it's brilliant you know and, and hopefully more people kind of get like that in the future and realize if they see a, a instagram model holding their supplement realize that it's not real as well it's fake you know not real. And they're being paid to do it so i mean if you're yeah. paid to stand there and hold something up in a picture you're gonna you're gonna do it like Madness. we all have to get money from somewhere so a lot of these these influencers they don't realize the damage that they're really doing but at the same time they're just trying to survive as well so yeah. it's not i don't fully blame them and i don't sit there and go oh my god they're hypocrites and this that and the other because that's where they get their revenue from. So if that's where they get their revenue from and they're struggling, then give them a bit of benefit of the doubt as well and leave them to it. Just yeah. don't follow in their footsteps. Yeah, I that's see a awesome. lot of people, like if they do have a big following now, they're actually going and doing, like we actually have someone on Air Academy becoming a personal trainer because they have a big following and they want to be able to give proper content out Great to advice. people rather than just giving their the wrong advice out, you know, or rather than making sure they understand things and they're giving the correct voice out because the followers will be asking them. And that's really a good thing to see as well. And there seems to be a bit yeah, of a change. Awesome. There's a lot of people now starting to do the right thing, whereas before they were just, other people would post stuff up just for the sake of it because they have followers. They think that's what the followers want to hear or because they're being paid, as you said, to hold a supplement. Yeah, level, but right? they don't realise that half their followers could be very young, very impressionable girls who will suck that in like a sponge and really, really engage with that and it's the yeah. wrong advice and yeah. it's hard because like especially you have two girls like on time god i don't have a girl <laughs> god, I don't have a girl. first of all because nobody wants a teenage ash like there's enough of me but <laughs> second of all there's no way i could raise a girl so you have two girls to worry about yeah. so world does need to change in that sense like and it's social media is toxic but social media can also be used yeah, very be- very very positively like i think people need to see the positive side of social media Try and disengage with the negative side and the toxic side and engage with the positive side and follow people who motivate you. Follow people who you actually like, not just because they look good. Aesthetics are one thing, but I mean, it's all about content. 
not yeah. the pictures. It's, it's the just content. about when it comes to kids, it's about educating them as well and making sure yeah. they understand all these things and, and having these open conversations with them about why this is done and why you should do this and why you should do that and why you shouldn't do this and why you should yeah. have this type of mindset because it's it's not going to help anybody if you're just looking at somebody else and their fake life as it were on Instagram, you know? Yeah, and kids these days are, are stuck indoors 24-7 because of this yeah. pandemic. They're not getting their their social skills. Like, Reen is out of Gaelic, he's out of swimming, he's yeah. he's out of boxing, he's out of everything. So he spend, does spend a lot of time because at the end of the day, I'm working, so I'm on the laptop. So he does spend a lot of time on the Switch and kind of playing online with his friends and stuff like that. But they need to, to realise that online is not... like I mean, we were kicked. I was kicked out onto the street when I was younger. Mm. I wasn't even allowed to sit in the house. I wasn't allowed to sit in the house, even if it was raining. Yeah, out, out, get out like, and play. Go get out and come back when it's dinner time. And I'm like, no, I want to sit on the couch. Get out and sit yeah. inside. It's like, oh, well, I haven't got a home. I'm homeless. Homeless Mad. for 90% of the day. Madness. We all were. Oh, madness. Getting football kicked on the head. Uh, and they'll make sure that they, they understand all that, you know. But listen, thanks very much for joining me today on the podcast and sharing your story. It's a really important story and a message as well to people who are going through that. Um, those issues with food and realizing that there has been someone like yourself who has been through it. Obviously, there's many people, unfortunately, that have either been through it or are going through it. But you've I'm saying more shown, now with the pandemic as well. So it's it's a big yeah. Thing. But you've shown that you're able to be in that place and transform your whole life and your mindset, and now to be in this place and enjoying food, understanding food, understanding your training. And just having a healthy relationship with food because it's just very important and people don't realise it. Oh, it's so important. Don't be afraid of food. That's the one thing I will say to anyone who is struggling with food and kind of afraid to, to eat calories. Calories aren't bad. Mm. Carbs aren't bad. Fat isn't bad. But develop your own relationship with food. And don't be scared of foods and yeah. just trial and error. It's all about trial and error and what your body likes and what your body doesn't. And mm. it's going to be different for everyone. So one diet might work for you, but it won't work for someone else. Exactly. So don't fo- ever follow someone else's diet. Follow your own, track your food and figure out what works and what doesn't. And your trainer can help you as well. So it's a case of making sure that you write everything down. If you have a kicker, eat the kicker. If you have a form one, write it down. No don't feel deal. guilty about it either, yeah. Don't feel guilty. Love the food. Eat that chicken fillet roll. Yeah. <laughs> you said you don't like chocolate. I love chocolate. And I don't feel guilty when I'm eating it. I just make sure not to eat too much. <laughs> I- I did like it because I think it's better to like chocolate than it is to like like the Doritos. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So That's you're either savory or you're sweet, or you can be a bit of both. Oh, I'm definitely it's about savory. balance. It's <laughs> all, about balance. <laughs> all of it is about balance. Absolutely. Well, listen. Thanks very much. I oh, do appreciate it as always, and um, hopefully I'll see it in the gym soon when all this. Exactly. You just open a little tunnel, and we can all just crawl <laughs> on the and get underneath and go into it. Stop or deliver me a treadmill it's all I want is a treadmill <laughs> we'll, we'll look at it we'll look at that yeah exactly yeah alright listen thanks very much alright talk to you later have a good weekend you too take care right bye bye okay so thank you very much for listening please remember if anybody is struggling with their food or they have any of those issues that we spoke about please reach out to somebody and it will help you if you are enjoying the podcast please subscribe tell your friends and family and please share on social media okay thank you very much everybody i appreciate the support